It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 12th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, coming at you here on a Tuesday for a quick episode of Locked On Magic. Not a lot to get to. The Magic, of course, had practice on Monday. Uh, back, Got a couple days off, a nice little rest, but not much of a practice as it's still a skeleton crew. Uh, I, I am still a little bit surprised the Magic didn't call up Jamel Artis. Uh, the Magic are home this week. I know Lakeland plays tomorrow. Um, honestly, you could have him practice, go play that game, and then come back. Uh, but... Uh, I, I thought the Magic would bring up Jamel Artis and have him available practice, but they didn't do that. Uh, so the Magic are kind of trying to get themselves healthy, trying to get themselves right. So I'll have an injury update ahead of Wednesday's game. And then we're going to take a break from kind of basketball talk and talk about jerseys because there's a little bit of jersey news that I haven't talked about on the podcast uh, that, that seems to have gotten one more bit of confirmation as the City Edition jerseys from the Nike collection are due out Really, probably before Christmas, I would bet. I would bet that the teams will start wearing them around Christmas, or that the teams will start wearing them at Christmas. And, and the Magic jersey is a doozy. But I want to start today talking about the injury situation. Of course, the Orlando Magic. Uh, if 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 you are listening, if you listen to the show regularly, you know I talked extensively about the injury issue and what the Magic need to do to step up in that in that time or with that with the injuries that they're facing right now. Um, of course, the Magic are down. Evan Fournier with a sprained ankle. Aaron Gordon's out with a concussion. Jonathan Isaac's out with a sprained ankle, uh, and of course, and then of course, Terrence Ross is out with a sprained MCL and a fracture of his tibial plateau, which does sound very, very serious. So the Magic are out four rotation players, two starters, maybe three depending on the day. Uh, and so it's obviously been a very difficult time for Orlando. I talked extensively about that on. Monday's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live episode of the show. But the Magic did get back to practice, and there was a little bit of good news on that front. Um, Actually, it started Sunday. Sunday in the afternoon, Aaron Gordon posted to Instagram a photo of himself on the Magic practice court with the caption, Back to Work. Now, that could mean a million different things, but it did suggest that Aaron Gordon was going through the concussion protocol and beginning to make his way back onto the court. He spoke to the media on Monday, if you, you can read it in the Orlando Sentinel, as well as on orlandomagic.com. Gordon said that he is feeling better. He doesn't. He feels he does not have concussion symptoms. He thinks that he is well on his way to playing and hopeful that he'll be able to play in Wednesday's game against the LA Clippers. Of course, at the same time, he is taking the advice from Nikola Vucevic. He's taking the advice from doctors, I'm sure, to take it slow, to not rush things, to not try and get back on the court before he's ready. And and it seems that and Aaron has had concussions a few times. He had one previously in the NBA. Um, he knows, or he should know, 
not to uh, not to rush things or, or to take care of himself in this situation as brain injuries are very, very serious. But if he's not experiencing any symptoms now, that's a very good sign as he makes his way through the concussion protocol. For those that do not know what the concussion protocol is, it is the NBA-mandated system by which a player returns from a head injury or concussion. Essentially, before the season begins, every player takes a baseline test of uh, cognitive skills and uh, you know, kind of like uh, uh, cognitive abilities. And that baseline test is the test that a player must pass in order to come back from a concussion or head injury. Essentially, what they have to do is they go through four different exercises. And it may have changed slightly, but this is my understanding of it. You go through four different exercises, each increasing in, strenu- in strenuousness, uh, and you have to pass your baseline test and show no symptoms of a concussion as reviewed by team personnel, team team uh, doctors, as well as a doctor hired by the NBA specifically for this uh, for this purpose. So once you pass each one of those tests, you are cleared to go to the next stage. Once you pass all the stages, you are cleared to return. The stages are, again, they increase in strenuousness with each stage. First, you start with a biking regimen. Pass, you get through that with no, no concussion symptoms, no problems. You move on to jogging, then agility drills, then basketball-related drills. According to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel, Gordon uh, seemed to be at the jogging stage, which is, I think, a really good sign, actually, uh, that, that he's moving along pretty quickly. Uh, and, and, you know, Gordon characterized it publicly as a mild concussion. I don't know what a mild concussion is. All concussions seem serious to me. I have never had one that I know of. Um, so, uh, uh, um, although I did get hit pretty hard one time playing football uh, in gym, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but um, it, it's, it, it, you know, it, it definitely feels like a good sign that, that Gordon is going to get through this fairly quickly. Um, you know, maybe he misses Wednesday's game and is back Friday. Certainly, I think he'll be back by the road trip coming up uh, this weekend. So I, I don't think Gordon will be out very long, which is obviously some very good news for the Magic as Gordon has, uh, Gordon's the leading scorer on the team and, and the Magic are certainly missing his, miss, missed his scoring and his ability to break down defense or break down defenses and, and, and score um, against the Hawks. Obviously, Nikola Vucevic and Jonathan Simmons had to carry such a large load. Starters are going to have to play heavy minutes right now, so getting Gordon back is absolutely essential. But it seemed in in all the in all the press clippings that he was in good spirits, that he was optimistic about his return fairly soon, and so that is obviously very good news for the Magic. As as I'll probably talk about tomorrow, this is still a really important stretch for the team. This is a stretch where the Magic have to pick up some wins, have to make up some ground that they lost in November and get themselves back in the playoff race because you get through this little December lull, and we'll go through the schedule a little bit um, on, on tomorrow's episode. You get through this little December lull, and then January hits you like a brick once again. So this is a spot in the schedule. Honestly, losing to the Hawks on Saturday was a big loss for that reason. That is a game you cannot get back. That is a game you had to win. That was a game that you had really in hand, that you had control over, and had a chance to win, and and made mistakes down the stretch that cost you the game. That's that's one that that's going to hurt the Magic down the road if they're going to be in the playoff race, or if, if even if they decide, even if it knocks them out of the playoff race at this point. I mean, December is the time to pick up wins. Clippers are a team that's been struggling. They've won their last two. They had a nice, they had a gutsy win against the Raptors. I'll talk more about the Clippers tomorrow. But Milos Teodosic being back, they got some They got some energy guys. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's definitely no gimmies here, granted. I mean, you play Chicago Monday. I believe, I believe it's Monday. No, you play Chicago Wednesday, excuse me. You play Chicago Wednesday. They've won three in a row now. 
that game, you know, they're they're not and they've beaten the Magic before. So obviously a lot to still work on for Orlando, a lot to still work with. Uh, and, and so getting back healthy is is a big, big deal. No updates on Evan Fournier from what I've seen. Jonathan Isaac did speak to the media as well. He feels like he's making progress. He did not practice with the team on Monday. So his return is still very much up in the air, still very much day-to-day. Um, you know, I the last time I spoke to him was about 10 days ago. He felt he was close then. Obviously, it's been 10 days and he's not been back. That was when he first stepped on the court uh, to do uh, non-contact drills. So, assumedly, he's continued to do non-contact drills. Like I've said on previous podcasts, I kind of targeted Wednesday's game as a good time for him to come back because you had these two days of practice to get him back up to speed, get his get his win back, and get him back into the rhythm. If he's not ready, he's not ready. I know there's a lot of frustration out there. I know there's a lot of what's going on with Jonathan Isaac, that he's not back, sprained ankles don't take this long. And yeah, I agree. Sprained ankles shouldn't take this long, but everyone goes at their own pace. Um, you know, like I said, I think on yesterday's show, Isaac has, Isaac said he's never sprained his ankle before, which I find highly dubious for a basketball player. You know, you, everyone sprains their ankle. It's kind of a rite of passage. Um, you know, I remember the first time I sprained my ankle. It was I was in I'm, I'm, at least the first time I sprained my ankle in a game that meant something, and I was playing in it. Um, not just kind of walking down the street and rolling my ankle, which I have done before as well. Um, but uh, I remember playing in that game, uh, playing in an FBVA game, and uh, spraining my ankle really bad. I could barely put weight on it. You know, I was the center. I was, you know, really battling for position in the post, playing super aggressive, and all my leverage is gone. I can barely put weight on my foot. Coach doesn't take me out for some reason, even though I'm hobbling up and down the court. And I remember that first time, I had no clue how to tape my ankle. I had no clue how to take care of it. Um, obviously Jonathan Isaac's got NBA people to take care of it, but you know, when you don't know how to take care of yourself, you don't know how to take care of yourself. And that's something you got to learn as a rookie. So I, hopefully this is a good lesson for Isaac the next time it happens. And believe me, everyone sprains their ankle in the NBA. It's going to happen again. Uh, uh, he'll, he'll better, he'll know how to better take care of it. Um, my suspicion too, uh, and, and, and I've, I, I have nothing really to confirm this, but my suspicion too is that the Magic are underreporting Isaac's injury? That it isn't just a sprained ankle. That's what they're telling the media, um, and it's. I, I'm not doubting that he has a sprained ankle of a type, but it it feels like this might be a a, a high ankle sprain or something, a, a more serious ankle sprain that's taken some time to heal. Um, you know, it, it it from from all reports that I've heard, this it it really swelled up and they couldn't get the swelling down for a while. Um, and so that slows down his ability to come back. You know, Isaac's obviously got to put on some muscle, put on some strength, and that's going to be a big part of things too. So once Isaac gets back, he'll be fine. Um, you know, it's it, it, I, I, I'm okay being patient with him. There's no reason to rush him back. The Magic need him, but I don't think it's 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 worth risking any long-term damage. So that's, that's going to be that as well. Um, obviously, the Magic have a long road to go. There is still a lot of season left. Um, this is an important point of the season, but not the... Um, the tell-all of the season. There's a long way to go in this year still. You know, we're past the quarter pole. The Magic are three games out of the final playoff spot. They're in the pack. They're not falling out. You know, they're, they're not completely out of touch uh, with the with the leaders. Uh, you know, 500 right now gets you in the playoffs with New York and Philadelphia holding down that spot. It's possible they fade. You know, it's possible that, that you know, 38 is still the number. Magic are not quite on pace for that yet, um, but... You know, you never know what what what's going to happen. Uh, so I, I I think that being cautious is okay. With all these injuries, Magic obviously need these guys back, and the sooner they get back, the better. But 
you, you can only do what you can do. And then, of course, you know, you got to listen to your body as well. So frustrating times for the Magic with all the injuries, but it does seem like there is some good news on the horizon, at least with Aaron Gordon. I'm still optimistic that Jonathan Isaac's going to be ready to go sooner rather than later. Hopefully by Friday, I, I would hope by Friday. Um, but again, you never know. I, I imagine the ma- Magic will practice on Thursday as well. So that'll be another opportunity to get him in, in, uh, in shape. And like I said, I really think that the Magic should call up Jamel Artis at this point. They've already called up Adrian Payne to get some power forward help. Um, I, I think some wing help, at least for practice, run so you can run a full practice. I mean, it sounded like, from this, from the looks of things, um, I, I, I didn't go to practice on Monday, but it sounded like the storyline was, you know, we really couldn't get much done today because we didn't have the bodies. And literally, this is why you have the G League. This is why you have the two-way contracts. Bring up Jamel Artis right now for the week. I mean, it's seven. You got forty-five days. Spend seven of spend five of them right now. You don't have to take them with you to Detroit and Chicago. You're not going to have much time to practice out there anyway. Bring Jamel Artis up for practice on Tuesday. Send him back down for the game for the game in Lakeland on Tuesday. Bring him back up for the game on Wednesday. Have him practice with you Thursday. Have him pra- have him be there for the game Friday. Send him back down Saturday. It, 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 this is why you have the G League. This is why the two-way contract exists. Jamel Artis has played really well for Lakeland, just like Ken Burch has, just like um, just like Adrian Payne has in his limited time. If you need the bodies for practice, I think practice time is still more important. But, you know, I'm not in charge of these decisions, so uh, we'll, we'll let them make those decisions for now. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, let's move away from the basketball court for a little while. Uh, I know that everyone is looking to do their Christmas shopping and looking to, to find those uh, find those great gifts. And, and, and honestly, one of the bigger questions I get right now is, when is... When are the Orlando Magic going to sell their uh, statement edition jerseys? Those those fresh black jerseys that uh, that Magic have worn several times already this year. Well, uh, I have seen them in the team stores at the Amway Center, so they are available for sale. I'm looking up looking them up right now. You can get the replica statement edition jersey for seventy dollars on uh, on Orlando Magic. Dot com. So you go to the shop there. You can buy the statement jerseys there. You can get $110 for a, a, an authentic one, $70 for a replica one. You can get all the Nike jerseys there. But as many of you know, and I talked about this uh, during this during the summer, there are going to be four jerseys this year. And the last jersey has not yet been revealed. There have been some reports. There have been some... Uh, 
some uh, 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 rumors of what the jersey is going to look like, but nothing has been permanent yet. Nothing has been made official. And it, the general consensus, it seems, is that these jerseys will kind of be out by Christmas. I imagine these will be the Christmas jersey. They're called, apparently they're going with the City Edition as the name for these jerseys. Essentially, uh, it is a representation of the city in some way. Like uh, the Miami Heat jersey is supposedly going to be kind of like Miami Vice style. Uh, the the Hornets are going to wear their black Buzz City jerseys. A lot of people think that these jerseys will resemble the Pride jerseys that we saw. You know, like the Detroit one said Motor City. The Portland one said Rip City. The Orlando one was those those hideous gray jerseys. And so we, we haven't gotten any idea of what these jerseys are actually going to look like. Well, one person has, Conrad Brewery, I believe that's his name, of sportslogos.net. Conrad Brewery, sorry, Conrad. Uh, great writer, great uh, great jersey guy from sportslogos.net. Released mock-ups of what, of what the information that he's gathered on what these jerseys look like. And we got some confirmation that his mock-up from about a month ago is probably going to be correct. It's probably going to be what these jerseys look like. I wrote about it a month ago that the Orlando Magic's City Edition jersey appears to be space-themed. And we got, again, we got some confirmation on Monday that there might, there is going to be a, there's probably going to be a space theme to the Magic's fourth jerseys this year. Uh, Apparently, New Era is coming out with a series of hats based on the City Edition jerseys. They they feature logos, they feature some of the basic design, and yes, the Orlando Magic jersey has a starry background behind it to suggest that the, that Nike has designed some type of space space jersey for the Orlando Magic. The jersey itself, the mock-up that, that Conrad made, uh, is very much space-themed, probably a little bright, definitely a little brighter than the hat is with the nebula behind it, but essentially it is the Magic logo, the full Magic logo minus Orlando on the top, with the numbers and a space background, like a like a, a bunch of stars, not the stars like the inlaid stars from the early 2000s, a jersey that is extremely underrated that everyone seems to want back as a throwback, and I endorse that. I think the Magic should use that as a throwback jersey next year, uh, but it does look like the Magic are going to wear this kind of spacey jersey, and you know I am, you know I, I want to reserve judgment because the mock-up I saw uh, was a mock-up. It's very clearly a mock-up, so I, I'm not in on it as far as what, what's been what's been kind of put out there as far as like, I think this is what it's going to look like. Um, you know, maybe something a little more understated might work, uh, but I'm definitely leery of this idea. Um, I, you know, I like the jersey. I like jerseys. I, I think, you know, obviously most people would agree the original pinstripe jerseys are the best jerseys in Magic history. The best, one of the best, better jerseys in NBA history. Uh, the Magic will not go back to that. I mean, I think the current jersey... I, I'm actually, I think, of the opinion that the current jerseys are fine. I actually like the kind of mix of new and old. I'm not a huge fan of the Magic's current font uh, as far as the font that they use for their logo, for their jerseys and everything. Uh, but I do like that the jersey throws back to the pinstripes. It calls back to it, but it's kind of more modern style of it. So I've never had a problem with the Magic's current jersey set. Um yeah, I, mean, I actually really like the statement edition jerseys with the blue pinstripes as well. I think that they're they're very nice look. 
Um, this jersey, you know, I, I think it is going to be very difficult to pull this one off. Um, you know, obviously UCF had a space jersey. They wore some space jerseys uh, this year. They pulled it off perfectly. It was it was fantastic. So that's a Nike jersey as well. So if Nike does something similar to that, you know, maybe it'll work. Then again, maybe it works better with football when you're kind of further away from the players. There's there's kind of more material to work with, um, and, and all that. Uh, but you know, I, I I'm very skeptical. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I look at this hat and it's like, yeah, I actually I actually the one thing I really like about it is using the magic logo in black and white. Um, I think that that's a really actually good look for that logo. You know, as much as I love the blue in the Magic logo, the black and white uh, on this hat is really, really good. Uh, but the star background, it, it 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 doesn't feel right. I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do. They're paying homage to uh, to the Space Coast and, and Central Florida's roots in the space race and Central Florida's roots as a as as a place where you know. We, we go to space. I mean, it still is uh, with, with SpaceX down there on the Cape. Uh, but, you know, I'm not sold that this is a, a good look for Orlando. But, you know, I want to reserve judgment until we actually see the product, until we actually see the jersey. Uh, you know, it's, you know, you can judge for yourself by the mock-ups. You can judge for yourself based on uh, what the hat looks like, on whether you like this direction you're going in. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've read a lot about the jerseys from UniWatch, Paul Lucas over there, and Conrad Burry on sports logos. It, it appears that the plan is for this for the your three main jerseys, your icon, your association icon, and statement edition jerseys will roughly be the same every year. It's the city edition or fourth jersey that's going to change every year, and that's going to be kind of that's kind of the NBA's compromise with Nike is, you know, we're not going to do this thing where every team has like 15 different jerseys every year. We're going to keep it to four. Three of them are, are semi-permanent. One, you switch out every year. And then on top of all this, for the Magic at least, next year's the 30th year anniversary, second year on the Nike contract. It would not surprise me if the Magic do come out with a new jersey set for the 30th anniversary of the team. So, uh, you know, who knows Who knows how much we're going to have to look at these things. Uh, who knows what they actually look like. I guess only the Magic and Nike and the NBA do. But we'll see exactly how they look when they hit the floor when they do. I, again, I would venture to guess that we will see these jerseys debuted in the next week so that teams can wear them over the Christmas break and obviously, you know, sell them over Christmas, which I think is probably one of the things they want to do. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, like I said, it's going to be a short episode today. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, always... Stay in touch with the show on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast if you have not already on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. We'll preview the Magic's game against the LA Clippers and get the latest on the Orlando Magic. So be sure to tune in tomorrow, or to download and, subs- and listen tomorrow. 
Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 